This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Minding Creative Minds is a comprehensive well-being and support programme available 24-7. Specifically designed for the Irish creative sector, including professionals in the film and TV industry. Experience peace of mind knowing that a skilled team of trained counsellors and psychotherapists are at your disposal. They provide medium-term intervention and expert guidance on managing day-to-day challenges that often lead to anxiety and stress. <sighs> Discover the valuable assistance Minding Creative Minds offers by visiting mindingcreativeminds.ie today. Take the first step towards enhanced well-being in your creative journey in confidence. Hello, everybody, and you're very welcome back to another episode of FNI Rap Chat on the Headstuff Podcast Network. I'm Paul Butler Lennox, and I'm really excited today because we have uh, someone <laughs> someone in uh, who I've been, as you know, the the, the podcast is um, is a it's a library, I guess, of industry roles and jobs, HODs, and interesting uh, positions that people have in the industry. And today's a really cool one, um, number one, because it's something that I've the pantomime of the fight is what my uh, my stage combat uh, teacher used to tell us in drama school. Paul Burke, you know Paul Burke? Yeah. Make contact. Take the nap. Paul is a was a hero of all, all of the actors in the game. And the Getty Skills actor where I studied acting a long time ago. And I've always had a fascination how people can make something so, you know, um, obviously visually fake in the moment, but can look so real and, 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 and dramatic on screen. It's, it's, it really is an art form. It's like, it's like Caipoeira or one of those dances that's beautiful. And today, uh, we're really uh, delighted to be joined by Philip, Con- Philip Condren. I'll bring you in a sec. But FNI news related. Uh, FNI related news rather thank you to everybody for coming to our last event in La Rocha formerly Northern Seoul um, it's really wonderful to see so many people engaged and up on their feet and uh, really enthusiastically networking and actively looking to speak to other people and, and uh, for their opportunities and it's, it's really overwhelmingly positive and we're always shocked to see so many people turning up so thank you so much for everybody who came along if you'd like to support what we do on the podcast, um, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash FNI, become a member, it's a fiver a month, you pay three, four times that for your Netflix, uh, so give us a five, or give us your money, as Bob Geldof would say, uh, or buy us a coffee, um, and then if we see you on the street, and, you, and, and if you point at me and say, I'm a member of FNI, I'll buy you a coffee, I'll literally buy you a coffee.
So today, Philip, how are you doing? All good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in to the beautifully large pod three of the <laughs> podcast studios here in central Dublin. It is very gorgeous. It is. It's huge. It's it's really like it's a it's a beautiful building, but it's also steeped in so much history. Uh, so many incredible musicians and bands and and uh, and voiceover actors and performers have been in. So it's really brilliant. Speaking of performers, you're a stunt director, fight director, what stunt performer. Fight choreographer, fight coordinator. So, what's the first thing you say when you meet someone? Uh, <laughs> stunt performer. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, and then the history goes into it as well. <laughs> so, tell like for people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about how how your journey started in this line of work and how you ended up where you are today. Um, well, funny enough, it started next door to this studio. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's all it's it's a circular moment, isn't it? Yeah. Circular. Full circle. Full circle. Um, I started with Kempo Karate, and next door when I was eighteen. And my instructor instructor took quite a fondness to me, okay. and I had no money at the time. So how do you show affection in that line of work by punching someone in the face? Yeah, punching, punch <laughs> a few punches <laughs> here and there. Yeah, <laughs> right. If you tag someone nicely, you have respect for it, you know. Yeah. But um, he actually had me washing his windows. All right. Every like, day, like painting, the, painting the fence, kind of like thing. Painting the fence. Yeah, the whole uh, karate kid <laughs> background <laughs> is, is very real. <laughs> yeah. So I started there. I got my black belt and I started teaching sparring classes. And at one point I had a friend who came in and he asked me if a friend of his could come in and do a fight scene. Right. And for the crack. For the crack. It was for an audition. All right. Okay. For Into the Badlands. Okay. And um I hadn't a clue what a fight scene was at the time. Right. So I have a video of it of me performing very poorly in in the fight and very shy and awkward. And I asked him what it was about. And he eventually said that there was like martial arts roles um, for the show. So he encouraged me to go on. Mm -hmm. I did the role and I ended up getting a position as a martial artist on the set. And that's where I discovered stunts because I was able to witness everyone throwing themselves around. Well, I meant to say to you before you come in, how's your back? Very good. <laughs> it's healthy. <laughs> right. uh, sorry, uh, sorry, go on. So, um, yeah, I, I got asking because uh, I considered um, I was able to do it because I had my black belt and was qualified. But according to the set and the rules, you had to be a stunt performer for insurance purposes and things like that. Okay. So um, I said, where do I start? So I got a few websites thrown at me. Um, I researched. I was YouTube and I was looking at all the stunt industry and I was completely immersed. So that was the beginning. And from there I pursued... Um, my martial arts, my qualifications, until eventually I got into the industry. So, wow, <laughs> yeah, it's um, I always like it takes a, a certain breed of uh, kind of self belief and confidence to do that type of work. I mean, um, you're on Cocaine Bear, right? Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen Cocaine Cocaine Bear, there's a lot of people being thrown around the place. Yep. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> for that job in particular, I mean, um. You must have looked at the call sheet and said, y you know, I might give this one a miss. Um, well, you do get called first. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about being thrown around by a, a, a 7.6 foot bear? Mechanical bear. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so what was the most, I suppose, the chal most challenging kind of stunt on that one? Um, well, I actually wasn't on that much. Well. I was in the... Can't give any spoilers, but yeah. I was in the scene in the toilet fighting um, O'Shea Jackson. Okay, right, okay. So 
I was actually supposed to get my head smashed through a urinal and that. Okay. But it never happened in the end because of the time. Um, so they ran over a bit. Kind of yeah, they yeah. ran over a bit. So um, I was really looking forward to it as well as like a bit nervous. Yeah, yeah. But um, it never happened in the end. So I'm a bit upset. <laughs> How do you prepare like kind of mentally and physically for something like that? I mean, it, do you overthink? Like if you're an overthinker, you can't do that job, right? I mean, you have to just be thinking on your f quite literally on your feet and, and um, practicing mindfulness in some way and going it's going to be grand and everything else because yeah. you're human like everybody else of course yeah well it's like everything you know if you're nervous uh, going into something it's normal you know yeah so um it's very much the same for stunts um you do have nerves like everyone else does yeah. but through your training over time and um your disciplines and your qualifications you kind of learn how to manage that as well as obviously being mindful and, and things of like that. So um, there is a lot of nerves, but there's a lot of prep work that goes into it as well. Mm -hmm. Like we don't just go into a, a set and get thrown off something straight away, you know. Yeah, it's choreographed to bits, right? Choreographed to bits, it's prepared. Um, there's a lot of risk assessment involved. And uh, the, the stunt coordinator themselves will be assessing that all the time yeah. and putting the right people in the right place to do it. So like if you've no high fall experience, for example, you wouldn't get thrown in to jumping mm. off a cliff or something <laughs> like that you know right so um the job is tailored to your skills and it's up to you as a stunt performer mm. to say i can do this or i can't before you take the job sure so have you ever got injured like do you usually it's i'd imagine with something like this it's usually like you, br you have an ingrown toenail and it takes you uh, you know that that's why you can't go to work that day as opposed to something very serious have you injured yourself in any sort of serious yeah. not serious way but Obviously not, because you walked in. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see me limping up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just that was the test. I said, I'll bring him in the front <laughs> way with the, with the incline of steps. If he makes it up to me, there, there's my answer for question yeah. number four. Um, I haven't, no. Um, touch, I have. Touch wood, says you. Touch wood, yeah. I have small injuries, but there are things that you get over in time. Yeah, sure. I think the worst thing that happened to me was I dislocated my knee cap, oh. kneecap. And that was from a small stunt which is ironic because sometimes a lot of the injuries happen in the small stunts. Just by turning the wrong way or? Just by turning, um, maybe a bit of complacency um, because obviously with bigger stunts, there's more emphasis on prep, yeah. you know? But if you're doing like big battles and it's like chaotic and people are like running to their marks and things like that, <laughs> it's little things like tripping over rocks or rolling an ankle in, in the grass or something mm -hmm. that actually caused the injuries you know mm -hmm. so um stand on a pebble stand oh. on a pebble yeah barefoot <laughs> <laughs> or in really bad shoes yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean what are some of the kind of common misconceptions about the stunt injury uh, stunt injuries the stunt industry how like what is it uh, like people think that it's you know it's a lot of hard work i'd imagine right people think it's kind of torn up on set and it's a kind of a hollywood lifestyle and it's a bit of crack and you know it, but it's so much more than that isn't it I'd absolutely imagine. yeah like it is fun it's a very rewarding job you do have a good community cast and crew always great to work with yeah but behind the scenes there is an awful lot of work to do yeah. like there's a lot of um self-discovery like your journey as an individual as well is very important because sure. you're doing a lot of these qualifications by yourself mm -hmm. um and when i started um i went to my second qualification my beach lifeguard and I went to the pool every morning <laughs> yes <laughs> so I was here the Baywatch theme was rolling around the way Baywatch <laughs> some people 
<laughs> coming soon. But um, I, I swam in the pool every day for four or five months by myself, you know. Wow. And I had to, the first criteria of that was 16 lengths within eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And I n- did not know how to swim at the start. And I eventually self-taught my way through it. That's incredible. But um, that was a tough journey because I was by myself a lot in the water. So um, there are there are qualifications where you can pair up with people like rock climbing and things like that, yeah. where it's mandatory. But there's a lot of inner fortitude that you have to go through and like a lot of I still can't swim, so I know exactly how hard <laughs> that is. I can show you one day if you want. <laughs> Maybe. Um, you know, what, like is there any kind of stunts that you would from an ethical point of view that you wouldn't do you know because uh, everything obviously is incredibly safe and you know pre-planned and prepared and technically choreographed but are, are there times or w- probably not a time because you're relatively young like myself but i'd imagine you weren't have you encountered a stunt where you went i'm not fucking doing that <laughs> <laughs> not yet oh, you don't have to name the show or whatever but yeah I won't name and shame but um, not really I, I do know somewhere along the line there will be Yeah. but again it's down to your coordinator and your prep work mm-hmm. like stunts is very building block orientated like yeah. uh, maybe you do workshops doing high falls or maybe you go on set and you've never done high falls, but you build up by by height, you know. So, mm-hmm. three meters, for example, fall, get comfortable with that, build it up to six, and stuff like that. So, you're always learning outside and you're always learning inside how yeah. to manage. But um, I guess for me, it would be maybe motorcycles or okay. horses. <laughs> Anything where you where you can't you can't touch the ground or you can't control your can control the the center of gravity on it um, in some way. Well, there is. You you can always control the the stunt, but it's always a controlled risk. There's yeah. never a bulletproof moment where you're gonna do something dangerous and you won't get hurt. Like a lot of times, you come out unscathed, mm-hmm. and sometimes the jobs are very easy. But the hard jobs, there's always a little bit more risk involved in those. And no matter how controlled it is, there is always a possibility something. Something. Not to say that it does happen. It very rarely does, but sometimes human nature things can go wrong yeah yeah so for horses um and motorcycles particularly motorcycles because they're quite fast that's what it is for some <laughs> people is it like the dogs and children thing it's like motorcycles and the so well, can you walk us through the process of like from your perspective say if you're like do you plan scenes as well do you choreograph the scenes for films too or do you from a flight director's perspective or a choreographer mm. as well or even from your experience engaging in that like how how is something like that planned and executed if it's fairly complex like for people who don't know yeah the complexity of page to stage of it kind of yeah happens. so um on a set some days you'll have specific fights right. it could be one-to-one or actors are doing their fighting and you're stunt doubling things like that but the actor themselves have to come in to the stunt studio and work with the stunt performers yeah so depends on the production and the director as well the director might want uh, the stunt team to do the action design or the fight choreography and things like that so we would then get tasked with designing the concepts shooting preparing and it's constantly a back and forward between the director and the stunt team right. 
and if the director doesn't like something particular you adjust it uh, you go back you edit send it back and things like that so sometimes we're tasked with doing the work uh, other times it's director has a particular idea uh, and you just go in on set and you do it and you prep there mm-hmm. but when it comes to actors as well um, for their safety it's important to train them mm-hmm. and show them how it's done how to manage safety distance uh, timing things like that and oftentimes you'll get some actors that come in and they just rise to the occasion <laughs> and the opposite yeah some actors yeah. go yeah I'll, I'll be I'll give us a shout in a half an hour yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> the reaction scene yeah how much of like <laughs> you look at something like John Wick um, you know and you, a lot of it seems to be Keanu Reeves yeah it is though a lot, a lot of it, of it yeah yeah he was he's taking the fall like, but the, the stunt performers taking the falls and some of the hits though isn't it really? yeah this particularly the stair scene yeah uh, oh in Montmartre yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, th- the one that fell down that stairs is not Keanu Reeves <laughs> <laughs> I just put it out there <laughs> and he ha- yeah and he has no Keanu ribs left <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so tell us about uh, you know you were working on the Banshees of Inishir and we're going to be working in Ackle at the film festival coming up in um, in May what was the experience like working on that? You were doubling for the Fagler, weren't you? Uh, Colin, yeah. 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 What was that like? So what was the, the experience like and what was uh, he like, I, I guess? Um, well, it's an experience I'll never forget. Um, I was just saying there before the, the podcast that I actually didn't realise I was doubling him for over a week. I had the message sent to me and it was a picture of him and it was like, have you got the same hair as, as this guy? And being in the industry it's kind of you look at the the messages check your availability yes or no confirmation yeah. and then you move on i'm busy washing my hair that week <laughs> <laughs> so um i it was only a week later someone told me oh you're doubling colin farrell and uh, i thought he was messing you know yeah, yeah. and i was like away you know and then i looked back in the message and i saw colin farrell's face and i was like oh my god wow <laughs> I can't believe it. So that was so. Brendan Gleeson slapped your face, did he? Uh, who was it that slapped his face in in the movie? Was it Gary Lydon or? Uh, it was one the policeman. The pl- yeah, yeah, Gary Lydon. The policeman, yeah, yeah Gary Lydon. So that was you, was it? Uh, no, that was him. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I only I only done the the cliff scenes. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had to stand, and um, one of the shots didn't make the cut, but I had to hold the camera from Mark McDonough, right. and walk as a POV per, um, point of view shot mm-hmm. towards the edge of the cliff. And stand right over the edge, look at the water, lift the camera, look at the horizon. Wow! So yeah. like the the character's POV kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. So unfortunately, never made the cut. Um, but I had to do you that. Made the cinema up yeah. there. Yeah. Made the cinema up there, lads. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely put down for a credit over that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so you're down there for a couple of weeks, a week, a couple of weeks. Uh, I was down there for a week. It was supposed to be only the uh, a prep day and then a shoot day. But because of the, the nature of the islands, there was cancellation days due to weather. Right. So we ended up spending a week there and we cycled around the island, uh, the team uh, on bicycles. Like we were messing, you know, sightseeing. Yeah. And so if, Co- if Colin had have won the Oscar, would he have owed you 0.2% of that award? I would have asked him for a little <laughs> scratching, yeah. <laughs> Cut the end off that. Yeah. Um, it must be uh, incredibly fulfilling to see something that you were working on. And I'm sure, you know, any gig that you're on, you're, you know, you very proud of it all particularly if it clicks like if the atmosphere is good and it's a nice working environment and then it becomes a good film or a good show yeah. it must be very gratifying but uh, particularly with say the Banshees of Inishiran, um, it must be 
incredibly satisfying to see something like that kind of land the way that it did you know yeah exactly yeah yeah like f the first f irish film in a long time to gain international recognition you know yeah i mean so the sheer amount of awards as well it's 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 you know i know that all of us particularly in the film and tv community were incredibly proud of it yeah um, and i know a lot of people that were working on it um any kind of standout moments in any of the gigs that you've been on um that um good or bad without mentioning the name if they're <laughs> good you can mention the name <laughs> if they're bad yeah. you're probably better off not being libelous like that yeah um, I like guess like, like you were on the Northman as well, and some great films over the last yeah. couple of years. Um, and your foundation and uh, that TV show, which is uh, excellent. Yeah. Um, and the Last Jewel as well. The Last Jewel and Kin as well. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, my show. mug, my mug is in the first episode in that. Yeah, are you so. are you are you whacked? Uh, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> not in this scene, you know, because I'm the right hand man for um Quayle Moore. Right. So um, in that one, I, I don't know. It's it's. Always, I'm always put on the spot when it's asked, oh, what was your favourite moment and things? But I guess um, I refused a cup of tea from Colin Farrell <gasps> himself. So, uh, no, I'm grand kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Sort of wink yeah. at him as well. You can have all the tea in China yeah. if you like, Colin. You're not the big balls around here. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I wish I'd have known that line for that day. <laughs> um, what, what do you think? What advice would you, would you give for any kind of aspiring stunt performers or people that... Are, and there's, as you know, because you're an educator as well, there's a huge interest in that type of work, isn't there? Yeah. What advice would you give to people? Um, dipping, their, dipping their broken toe into <laughs> the water. Dipping. Um, I'd say go for it. Um, it's quite it's a long winded process mm -hmm. uh, it takes a lot of perseverance like I said but if you're really invested in it mm -hmm. it's a wonderful experience and the journey alone is amazing because there's a lot of challenges there's a lot of unpredictability there's a lot of routes to take and um, you meet wonderful people along the way and you learn a lot about yourself too <laughs> and um, it is doable yeah. Um, a lot of people say to me, oh, I can do stunts. And then they go, oh, I can throw myself out a window or I can do this, do that. And then they come into a class of mine and they learn to fight, fall, choreograph a scene. Do, does, does somebody need to be physically fit to do this work? Uh, not in the beginning. No. Not in the beginning. Um, but there is an athletic um, kind of criteria involved. Yeah. But There's a general level of athleticism. Yeah. Let's say that. Athleticism. But there needs to be a kind of a core, a good core kind of strength, right? Good core strength and maybe a little bit of tolerance to pain, mm -hmm. a small bit. because mm -hmm. And you get that through martial arts and sports. sports like that. And also with a decent subscription to or prescription of tramadol. We'll sort that out as well. <laughs> That's for after the stunts, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, like... Um, so gen generally speaking, you need to be kind of a, a little match fit for you know, but a little bit because there's a lot of shapes and sizes yeah. in stunts. Because if you're doubling for someone that's larger, you yeah. don't need to be carrying a little bit of extra. Bulk, exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But so, but you need to be able to get up and down stairs and you know, yeah, that especially, down. especially the stairs here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, where could like you run classes? Obviously, um, do you have? Where where would people kind of see your classes and work and how would they get involved with with you? There's the Instagram, um, Screen Combat Ireland. Okay. So if you want to check out the videos, I usually post weekly videos of the students' progress. Mm -hmm. Um, so beginners to advanced doesn't matter what level. Um, 
if it's a good cut, I'll put it up. Mm -hmm. um, and it's great to see the growth. Uh, I've a lot of people come to me and say, oh, I've seen this guy when he first started, and yeah. now I see him now. And the latest video is like amazing, the progress. So that's kind of my angle on showing the world that it is possible because it um, doesn't matter how rusty you are in the beginning, mm -hmm. you get better and better as you keep going. So Screen Combat Ireland on Instagram, and I have a website as well, Condren Action Design. Okay. And that has everything about me, uh, the kind of video projects I do by myself and in the school. And then if you want to drop down and say hello, it's on Parnell Street in George Santos Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Club. Brilliant. <laughs> Bit of a tongue tie. <laughs> so Not as bad as uh, athleticism. athleticism. Um, <laughs> so, like, w is this something that... Um, there's always the, 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 I suppose this awkward question would pop up uh, from time to time with you. Is it is it just this, or would you like to actually do like? Cause you know the way a lot of, for example, a lot of the, I know the Stone Team and John Wick have gone on mm. to act, and, and yeah. you know they play certainly not insignificant but smaller characters in films and stuff. Is that something yeah. that you're interested in doing? Or Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's something actually I should have said about aspiring stunts. There's a lot of angles in stunts. It's not just every day getting hurt or jumping off something or doing something uh, stunt-wise. There's opportunities to go into directing, like Chad Stahelski in yeah. John Wick. There's second unit directing, uh, the second unit team. There's previous design where you actually design action concepts. Um, there's acting as well because sometimes you do get acting roles as stunt performers. Mm -hmm. And then there's camera work. So it's a great it's a great way into the industry if you're looking to be in the industry. If you want to know if you want to know how the sausage is made. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but um, I'd love to work as an action designer because I've been a martial artist all my life sure. and an artist. I went to college to study art, so they kind of found each other on the way. Yeah. And I lo I love directing. So he's a lover of art and a fighter. Yeah. A, lo a lover and a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Two and one, the package deal. Um, <laughs> brilliant. Um, do you find that your, I suppose, your creative instincts um, as well as your physical um, ingenuity uh, work well together? Yeah. I think so, yeah. And do you think, like, is it important to be more creative or kind of technical or a bit of both when you're doing this work? It's a bit of both. Um, there is technical um, positions and there's creative positions in stunts as well. Mm -hmm. So you have utility stunts. So you might go down the, the route of being a rigger where mm -hmm. you set up the lines for, like, poles and high uh, jumps and things like that. And then there's the creative element, which is what I said, the action design. Sure. But I like, I love it all. <laughs> I'm greedy. You know? Yeah, just like so you should have that enthusiasm. I mean, yeah. it's always uh, brilliant to see, like even when I'm working and I meet someone and they're incredibly enthusiastic about what they're doing and it's not a given, you know. Yeah. Um, what can you tell us about some of the gigs that you have coming up or can you talk about them or have you signed NDAs I've out the door? I've signed a lot of NDAs. So um, at the moment, um, while I'm waiting for work to come in, I'm kind of working alongside smaller projects, like sure. indies and shorts. And I've noticed that there's a lot of, um, I wouldn't well, say, I'd say lack, but in, in the best way possible, of awareness when it comes to performing action sure, in yeah. short films. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, because budget isn't there, and some people overlook s those elements. But um, at the moment, I'm working with smaller teams and smaller productions to bring more awareness to how it's made and sure. 
stuff like that. So. Yeah, there. I would imagine. I've not. I know this from my own experience that there's a like there may be a tricky stunt under like, you know, the budget's eaten up by whatever sort of idiocy of VFX they have planned. You know, yeah. when it's just like just have the car hit the guy. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and he'll yeah. jump out. You know, and he'll bounce. He'll jump in the air, and you get it from a different angle. Yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. Um you guys are more open than people might think to working with people like that aren't you i mean yeah. it, like a lot of the you know post houses and and other businesses and so on in film and tv are often very mindful of helping people at the start because they obviously want to get to work with them as they grow and their careers progress yeah. as well so um, I, i'm presuming there's an element of that with you as well is that you want to yeah. build relationships with people too and it's yeah. not always about making money. It's about no. making collaborations. Yeah, and yeah. I I love the job. I love everything about it. So yeah. I'm happy to give. And going full circle, I've learned how to give back by the martial arts school that was next door. Yeah, they gave me opportunity when I was cleaning the windows. Yeah. So I've always taken that that element with me, and um, helping others uh, realize their dreams or fulfilling their projects is a bonus for me as well, as well as bringing awareness what it is you yeah, know paying it forward is a huge part of the i suppose the discipline of martial arts and to begin with anyway mm. um and being kind and di disciplined and and uh and consci conscientious i suppose isn't it and helping yeah. others up up the ladder um yeah so um guys if you want to work with philip you know what to do um what's your instagram tag and the website again um my instagram tag for my personal is philip condron mm -hmm. c-o-n-d-r-o-n and my Instagram tag for the combat classes is Screen Combat Ireland. And if you want to drop down, you can drop me a message on either platform. And I also have Facebook Martial Arts for Stage and Screen. You'll mm -hmm. see me the odd time throwing a spam <laughs> video on <laughs> FNI. Yeah, well, we do it as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you have the reason. To <laughs> it's, a, it's all part and parcel. Um, so, so listen, guys, um, you know, plan your stuff, be safe, talk to people who know what they're talking about. Um, you know engage with people who are trained and professional don't yeah. do things yourselves um because you know we all like our hips yeah um and so listen don't be shy as well yeah if anyone wants to drop me a message or learn how it's done um you're more than welcome to drop me a message and i'll get back to you and the classes do they run um do they do you have set uh, periods where they run or are they running on, uh, uh, it's uh, continuous. continuous so the aim is to keep skills fresh okay. um so every sunday it's at 2 p.m for mm. now i am branching out and i'm adding another class so that's to be continued but um it's for everyone it's for directors it's for boom pole you know yeah. wherever you want because everyone's part of the the sequence you know yes, it's yeah, not yeah. just the fires it's the camera guys everybody so if you want to build your awareness or understand how martial arts works for a camera come down come down <laughs> have a look yeah, yeah by all means so guys thanks a million uh continued success absolutely go easy on those old hips and kneecaps yeah um <laughs> and uh yeah, thanks, Emil. Uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks, thanks for having me. See you. This is how it's always been. Double Love is a podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. Join me, Anna Carey. And me, Karen Moynihan. As we revisit one of the maddest series of books ever written or ghostwritten. If you ever read about Elizabeth and Jessica, the perfect blonde Wakefield twins, then you might enjoy listening to us absolutely tearing them to shreds. Affectionately, of course. Of course. And even if you didn't, there's still plenty of drama, kidnapping, stolen boyfriends and school dances to entertain you. Find us on the Headstuff Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.